Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, your host and chief monkey, and this is the Wall Street Oasis podcast. Join me as I talk to some of the community's most successful and inspirational members to gain valuable insight into different career paths and life in general. Let's get to it. In this episode, member Sasha Lubyansky shares his path from getting a PhD in academia to lead data scientists at a top consulting firm. Advice for the tools and skills that can help make you more valuable to your employer and when you should know it's time to switch jobs. Enjoy. Sasha Lubyansky, thank you so much for joining the Wall Street Oasis podcast. And I'm very happy to be here. It would be great if you could give the listeners a quick summary of your background. Sure thing. Um, I began everything off in academia. I took a lot of courses. I got a lot of degrees. I have a PhD. And after doing all of this, when I got into the job market, I realized everything is quite different out there in the real world. And it took me many years, many different types of jobs to figure out what it is that I'm supposed to be doing and what other people like me are supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be helping your employer or your employer's client solve some kind of real world problem. And the fact of the matter is most people just don't understand this. And when you say most people, are you referring to people in academia specifically like your, like yourself or people just in, in general? Both. Uh, it could be people in academia that just have been told rumors of jobs out there. It could be people that are new to the job market. For example, a lot of people who are on the management consulting forum seem to think that everybody out there is just waiting for them to show up in strategy and go and tell companies what to do to act as a substitute CEO. And finally, there's people in industry that want to get into management consulting, but they just don't have the information. And so can you give a little bit more detail about specifically your background, the path that you took? Because I think it'd be informative for people to know kind of, you said you were in academia for a long time. Can you be specific? Uh, yes. Uh, so let's see. I went to graduate school at the State University of New York at Albany mm -hmm. at the Rockefeller College of Public Affairs and Policy. So my degree is in public administration, which is kind of like a government MBA. You learn all about organizations and planning and budgeting, things like that. But secretly, I'm a simulation guy. I have a very strong technical background in terms of just understanding how systems work. Nonetheless, the moment I hit the ground in the real world, uh, a little over a decade ago, I said, hey, nobody wants this stuff. And so um, at my first job, we did some research for the government at another job, um, I helped to merge a bunch of databases into a new and better database. 
there was really no rhyme or reason to the projects I did. They all had some kind of an IT or technical or mathematical component, and then they had some sort of a client interaction component. And slowly but surely, through the aforementioned school of hard knocks, I learned what does and does not work, both technically and from a helping people solve problems and keeping your job point of view. Those initial first few jobs were the, they were seemed kind of random. Were you developing any sort of useful skills that were transferable or was it all, do you feel like a waste until kind of something clicked? No, they were all highly useful. And Mm -hmm. I think a specific choice I made was not to get bottlenecked into any particular industry. So for example, my natural industry is defense. And from my first job, I got a secret clearance. And I could have just kept on working at these sort of research and development think tanky type organizations my whole career, but I knew that that was the wrong choice to make. So for my second full-time job, I explicitly turned down the higher paying job in order to try something new. And this was essentially an IT job moving around data. Why do you say that that was the wrong, why do you say that was the wrong choice? Why was that clear to you? Just because you felt like it was narrowing you too early in your career? I think narrowing itself is a problem unless you just happen to know specifically what you want. And very few people do, even if they think they do. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, the DOD is literally one employer. There are many different parts of it, just like there are many different parts of any government agency or any industry. But ultimately, your worldview will shrink a little over time. And a decade in the future, you'll suddenly find out, whoops, it's kind of hard to pivot out of here. So your path kind of led you down a lot of different, you know, you were, you were at one place for a few years, another place for four years. You're always on the data side, right? And, but then you started to kind of, it looks like based on your, you know, your path, you started kind of doing a little bit more on the consulting side. Is that correct? And then can you tell me about how you kind of fell into being a data scientist specifically? Sure. Um, Data science didn't exist back in my day, Mm -hmm. so there was no such job, and the phrase data scientist has been a godsend to people like me. I had all kinds of funny job titles, and employers couldn't find me or understand what it is that I was selling. Mm -hmm. So um, the moment data science came into existence and before it was called analytics and stuff like that, I was like, wait a minute. The stuff I do is kind of like a tiny little node in this giant universe of using data to figure out the solutions to problems. And what, Um, what, sorry, go ahead. And obviously, as you keep doing just this plain old fashioned data type stuff, you start interacting with stakeholders and you say, this is a very important part of solving the problem. You can't just crunch a bunch of numbers. You need to actually be able to analyze the numbers. Is that the the idea? So like, can you give the the listeners kind of just an overview of, a type of uh, what you would do in a specific day to day, maybe a day in the life, what you would come in and, and work on and what type of tools you'd be using. Sure thing. Um, right now. Uh, so there's one very important thing. Projects have different phases. And the first phase of them is what I call the eating your vegetables phase. Hmm. In the beginning, you spend an awful lot of time with clients and you talk to them, you elicit requirements and you build up a rapport. Same thing for your team. Then later on, you spend more time on technical work. So right now I'm in this middle portion of doing technical work. Uh, I spend about three to four days a week just coding, coding, coding um, with my team. 
and one or two days a week going to the client site or dealing with internal stuff at the company. And specifically the coding, is this stuff you've learned from previous positions or were there certain coding languages you had to learn before kind of being useful for your current role? Or can you talk a little bit about how those skills were developed and specifically, was there any outside learning that, that kind of went on to supplement? Uh, sure. So I'm a funny duck in that I don't do too well with courses. Everything I learned, I learned by trying it and just reading up. So Stack Overflow is a very big help to people learning programming. Mm -hmm. Right now, for example, I use SQL, Python, and Tableau. That's my stack. And who knows, in two years, those might all three be obsolete. Got it. But you have the tools to kind of, you feel like you can learn other tools relatively fast because they're probably similar. Yes. The speed of technological advance is almost impossible to observe. It's too fast now. Uh, I spend about half my time just learning new things. So what advice, someone coming from academia or someone saying college that doesn't necessarily understand the other side of the table, the, 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 cl- the client or the actual employer, what they're looking for, what would you suggest to them in terms of how to market themselves, how to make themselves more valuable to an organization? Okay. Um, the advice I give to people is to stop dancing around the subject. The hiring manager, client, etc., they want to know very directly what you can offer them, and they want you to go and elicit their problems. So um, when you meet with a client, you don't just say, I can do X, Y, Z. You have them lay out their world, what they do, the issues that they're facing, because your job is to just suck it all up to make their mental model your mental model to understand what to do and even what to tell them. Oh, you want this, so I'm not going to blather on about my unrelated skills. I'll just say, here's how I can help you do this. Um, I, I think you just have to understand most people are kind of alike. They just want to solve problems and do their jobs. There's no big barrier or wall or secret society. Uh, the hiring company, the people like you and me, their clients, people like you and me, and so forth. Right. And then in terms of, um, that's helpful. I think, I guess my question is more around career related to, I'd, I'd like to dive in a little bit more about all of the transitions you've made because you've made several transitions in your life. You know, typically you, it looks like you've been at a place between one and four years. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to learn about what was going through your head when you decided to move. Was it, um, from, from each of these transitions, or maybe you can select a few of them that you feel are particularly relevant to the, to the audience, but was there a time where you felt like, okay, it's time to move because X, Y, Z, can you, can you share that, you know, now having worked at several organizations, can you share what people should be looking out for in terms of the next opportunity? Sure. Um, now here's where people are a little different. Different people are motivated by different things money, status, size of organization, leadership opportunities, what have you. I'm motivated by intellectual challenge. The only kind of problems I like to work on are very difficult ones that are very practically useful to someone. I don't like abstract problems and I don't like easy problems. And furthermore, I think it's a waste of time to hire someone like me to do either of those. Mm. So in a job The beginning is you're just learning, 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 struggling to catch up to become a productive person. Then you become productive, 
the rate of learning kind of slows down, the job becomes easy. And the question is, can you move up within the company to do something that pleases you more or do you have to look elsewhere? You're climbing a mountain, but whose mountain you're climbing might or might not change depending on your industry and everything. So in your specific case, when you were jumping, did you feel like obviously the learning curve had flattened out a little bit, but did you also feel like there wasn't room for you to grow intellectually in in getting that challenge? Or do you feel like it was just time to move on for other reasons? Pretty much the challenge reason. Okay. And so you moved to to various different companies and now you're you're at a well-known consulting firm and there, can you talk a little bit about your role there and how you kind of made, came to make that last transition and how that recruiting process, what that was like? Uh, okay. Uh, one important thing to note about recruiting process is that in general, with some variation, large companies have their own recruiting departments. And these recruiting departments tend to be much better than Joe Schmo recruiter. So that's how I got that job. A recruiter reached out to me and I followed up. Um, I guess that's all there is to say about that trend. But in terms of specifically when you say they're much better, you mean in terms of just being able to recruit you? or Better on all dimensions. They're paid to do this for their employers. So they're not really an intermediary. Their level of competence is higher. Their level of experience is higher. Mm-hmm. And the process is much more straightforward. It may not be as fast or it may not be as this or as that. But in general, after having seen a few of these, large companies tend to develop better recruiting pipelines than other companies or companies that tend to rely exclusively on external recruiters. Okay, that's fair. I think I wouldn't argue with that. <laughs> um, in terms of kind of what you see for yourself now and in the, in the future, is it similar to um, now that you're at a large consulting firm? Do you feel like being at a large firm offers benefits to you? Are you looking to kind of maybe eventually do your own startup or do you, do you like being at the larger companies? Um, well, surprisingly, I like being at larger companies. Who'd have thought? <laughs> um, but I don't know. I kind of gave up on the idea of a career path. If you look at my history, that's not a straight path. And I wouldn't want to delude myself to say it's going to be a straight path from here on in. I just try to be where the need is greatest. Got it. And you've been able to kind of transition, it looks like successfully from different roles, even though there's kind of a, a unifying theme throughout all of it, which is data, right? Which is data. I guess calling yourself a data scientist in several of the roles, right? So um, do you feel like, you know, finance in general is going to be in consulting? Do you feel like the path is you know, data and data scientists? I, I think the demand is just increasing for people with your skill set. Is do you, do you find that to be accurate? Yes. And these companies themselves are kind of underestimating it. So it's not just so data science is going to become like I can use a computer or I'm proficient with Microsoft Word. That's what it's going to be in the future. What do you mean by that? Uh, very basic skills in terms of doing arithmetic on data and displaying it and slicing it are going to become de rigueur. You'll just have to do that. You just have to have it. Yep. Machine learning is going to become a medium skill, not a highly valued skill. Uh, increasingly, there are companies that do machine learning for you, essentially. If you can get the data in a table that looks like the following, 
it'll just all get done for you. Interesting. Increasingly advanced analytics will be what separates people. And how should people specifically in finance and, and or consulting prepare themselves for that transition? If they're an undergraduate right now, how would they best spend their time? Are there certain courses? Are there certain lessons? You said you're not a big fan of online courses because you you learn better by doing, but let's say someone does learn through courses or let's say there is a way for them to do project-based work to, to help them. What would you suggest? Uh, I'm a firm fan of the shotgun approach. Just do everything and a bunch of it will fail, but some of it won't fail. Now it's this learning is very democratized. Even for courses, it's like $10 online. I think anyone can swing it. Um, you just keep trying to do things and keep trying to do them as closely as possible to real world problems. There's a lot of real world data sets. There are a lot of questions people need answered. Uh, almost anybody can learn data science now. You don't even have to graduate high school. And specifically on certain tools or, or coding languages you'd recommend kind of that are a little bit more future-proof or as much, I know nothing is future-proof, but um, a little more future-proof than kind of, than others. Would you recommend well, certain platforms or frameworks? Yes, I'd recommend the stack that I'm using. So mm -hmm. for data manipulation, SQL is a good place to start. Mm -hmm. Even other database designs which have come up recently have a SQL version or front end. SQL helps you understand how to push around data at a basic level. And that's the first part of any data science project, to push around the data a little bit. Mm -hmm. Python is the dominant language for data science modeling and more advanced data manipulation. It's just number one by a long shot. Mm -hmm. it may be overthrown, but for the near future, it's not going to be. And okay. Tableau is the miracle tool for visualizing things in a pretty fashion. I can't overemphasize how much importance there is in making pretty visualizations. Yeah, we actually use Tableau for Wall Street Oasis data analytics. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we use Wall Street Oasis. We are databases MySQL. Um, we don't, I don't think we have any Python, but um, I know a lot of hedge funds use Python. So it's funny that um, I, I think it is relevant. I think that students who can at least dabble and get some sort of functional base knowledge in this, it's, it's probably going to help you at some point in the future, um, especially as you're going from a job that's maybe more focused on financial modeling and more sales to potentially more of a technical role or help, or if you're joining a startup, potentially being able to take on some more of those technical heavy lifting data manipulation projects, I think can always help. Yes, Interesting. Anything? Anything else you'd like to share or any advice you'd like to, to give to the younger members in, in the community or maybe even the older members that are maybe having a tough time with this transition? I think fear is the biggest block. For example, I was always afraid of managing people. I thought, I'm a tech dude. I'm just a data nerd. I'm going to sit here in my copy and I hope nobody talks to me. But it was wrong. In fact, management is very straightforward, again, because in general, people are all kind of alike. And as long as you're a good employee trying to actually do your job, you can get along with other good employees trying to do their job. It's not rocket science. Was there some so social was, was there social anxiety around that? I know that the stereotypical data scientists or, um, you know, engineer maybe has a little bit more of the, you know, they're very technically smart, but maybe socially they're a little bit less confident. Was that similar to you? I, 
I'd say I was underconfident, but not anxious at all. I just okay. thought I'd do a terrible job at it. Got it. But I didn't. Surprise. <laughs> other people have the same. They have the same opinions about technical work or industries. They just think, "Oh no, this is going to be a big fail for me." Well, give it a shot. Unless you're desperately poor, you can afford to fail an experiment. Very true. And I guess you know, with with time comes comes you have to get practice and with practice comes expertise right it's just working with working with the different tools and getting familiar with them and then you're able to solve more and more complex problems so this is great any uh, anything else you'd like to share before we call the pod uh just one thing a compliment for you i very much like what you're doing with this website i think it's the right thing to do appreciate it thanks so much sasha for joining the wall street Oasis podcast and uh, we'll see you in the forums And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.